Alright, what is going on, good people? It's Mr. Shaw. We have returned for another episode for the podcast. And this episode is another sports news segment. Okay, so I will let you know, like, I haven't been able to record as much as I want to. Plus, I think, what is it? I had a little bit of trouble getting some stuff done to where get, getting set up for, like, uh, my new space. So that's, that's what took me. But, and then also, I wasn't feeling 100%. Like, once the, um, what was it, uh, last week when the, uh, championship, the NFC and AFC championship had concluded, I wasn't not feeling the best. I mostly kind of, like, lost my voice a little bit. I wasn't feeling all that well, so I didn't want to be, um, out here trying to make, make the content, knowing I wasn't at my best. So I said I would have sit on it and also see if any other news had had occurred, um, in the meantime. And there has been a lot of movement so far. And so let's go ahead and get it started. So, as we all know, the AFC and NFC Championship had concluded the previous week on Sunday. Now we had the AFC Champion happen first with the former Super Bowl runner-up representatives for like the last two years, representing the AFC AFC Championship for the fourth time consecutively. Um... Kansas City Chiefs versus the the miracle team, the Cincinnati Bengals. As we all know, the Cincinnati Bengals have not gone to the playoffs in over 30 years. And now they have reached the AFC Championship, something they have not also done. Basically, they are now riding high off of a head of steam after eclipsing and ending the, the Raiders off of, you know, their miracle fashion victory of, you know, um, week 18 in a wild card. Then they had a phenomenal display of resilience against the Tennessee Titans in a divisional round. Now they're facing off against the reigning defending champions of the AFC North. Well, AFC division championship for the first time against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, we're going to talk about that one first. Then we'll talk about the 49ers and then the Rams. The Chiefs versus the Mangles went basically, as you could think of, as the last time these guys faced off. I think it was week 17. Uh, yes, I think it was week 17 because week 17, it went like this. They were up 20, almost double-digit points, and they ended up losing. To go ahead and give you the results ahead of time, the same thing happened in that game. Happened in this game. Key reasons why no run game. And they're trying try to make it the Patrick Mahomes show. Those are two reasons why on offense the Chiefs suffered their embarrassing defeat in that second half. I'm actually going to say it like this. It's the same reason why in the Super Bowl, the last year's Super Bowl, when they faced up against the Buccaneers, the same thing happened to them. Because what you have is, yes, Patrick Mahomes will hit deep vertical routes to Tariq Hill to get him to run up and out of space. But what's going to happen when you have a trap play? Now Tariq Hill has been sealed. His speed's been sealed because now he can't generate yards down the field. That's basically what happened. Also, Kansas City, as big as their aerosol is, they don't have a run game. They have... Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jerry McKinnon, these guys can get some yards. But what makes it, what makes it so sad is that they only run the ball, like, I don't think, no more than five times. 
I don't think they ran the ball more than five times because it was like, oh, they would get a yard, maybe two yards, and it's like, oh, here we go, throw the, throw the ball. Now, it's like Mahomes is doing all this running around. It's like, dude, you were doing all this running, and you ain't went nowhere. It's like, if you're going to run, run. Like, that, that's the problem that I saw with it. Now, mind you, the game really kind of like was kind of stalled a little bit because, yeah, the Chiefs got some early points and the Bengals got some early points, but it kind of just stalled out until like the second. I think it started ramping up in the first, towards the end of the first, and then to like, you know, the end of the second where basically they was beating them by almost double-digit points, but they started letting them come back because why? That defense started getting lax. Because, okay, the, the thing is, the Bengals have a more, I'm going to say it like this, they have a more complete special, like, um, when I say special, I mean, like, basically key, the key, like, players. They have receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and you got a good running back in Joe Mixon and a pretty stellar quarterback in Joe Burrow. Their biggest problem is their O-line. The problem is the O-line held very well against, you know, the, you know, Kansas City Chiefs. Which I would say the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not all that good. Yes, they have their moments. They have their moments. But the Kansas City Chiefs were not that good defensively. Because you just saw them get exposed last week. And the only real reason why they even beat the Steelers in the wild card is because the Steelers receivers kept dropping the ball. What's going to happen when you, when you run into receiver who actually know how to catch and get down the field? Well, that's all that first hand. Yeah, you held them in the first half. But in the second half, there was like no adjustments. But that also comes because the defense starts getting tired. When defenses get tired, they start making little mistakes. And those little mistakes become costly when, when you cannot get off the field. That was the biggest downfall for these guys because they could not get off the field. Because their offense kept going three and out, three and out, interception. Three and out, three and out, field goal. Their only drive where they actually went down the field, like actually passed the 50 was the field goal. And that was damned at the end of the game. Actually, it was at the end of the game because of game-time field goal. Kansas City's biggest problem is, and I'm going to say it like this, they put all this money into this team, thinking that then basically what, so I'm going to go off what the Chiefs Madonna said and a couple other people said, if the Kansas City Chiefs do not win in the next five years, if they don't win two more championships, this all has been for a bust. Last year, they should have won that. But once again, just like in other teams, players can't find a hand. Dropping easy passes. Because they were so used to blowing people out by 20, 30 points, they didn't have to worry about that kind of problem. Oh, yeah, you may get a couple passes here and there. Nah, man, that's not how it works. You got to be able to play start to finish. And the Bengals play start to finish. Yeah, they had a slow start in the first quarter. Got three points. Second quarter, they got a touchdown. But defensively, that last drive, they played it smart. They played it smart. But, but Patrick Mahomes, 
You run all damn game. This was the probably the time for you to like stretch the field and run that ball in or find your little dump off receiver in Travis Kelsey and get points. But they didn't do that. They tried to trust it in Tariq Hill. I'm sorry. I like Tariq Hill because he's fast, but that's about it. Tariq Hill ain't, ain't making them, them key them key plays like you want him to. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not that dude. He is not that dude. He is a good, you know, a good receiver when you need somebody to go down the field. But to be that guy, to be that guy that everybody needs to, you know, stretch the field and all this other stuff, and, you know, to make that good cut to get down the field, that's not him. That's Travis Kelsey. That's their problem. You know, they, they, they have all these other receivers. The thing is, this is the problem when you keep targeting two receivers. You become predictable. It's the same thing with Brady when it came down to, to Rob Gronkowski. Eventually, they're going to start putting two on, two on him, and guess what happened? It started basically made Gronkowski a non-factor. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happens. But, you know, then the offense just could not get down the field. You have a lead. You have over a 10-point lead. Because it was 21. Was it 21? Or was it 20? Let me go back and look again. Let me go back and look at this again. I got to go back and look at this again. Because it's been a minute since I looked at it. Because I believe, I think it was 21 and 10. Not... Yeah, it was, it was, what? I'm looking at something completely different. Yeah, it was 21 and 10. The Bengals ended up shutting them out a third quarter, getting 11 points. And basically, both teams just got a field goal at the end. Really, no team really did all that well in the AFC championship game. Because completely... The Bengals got shut out in the first half. And I'm going to keep saying this. If the Bengals play against somebody that has a very decent offense, that also has a very decent, I'm going to say at least, above defense, they're not going to be playing these comeback victories like they've done for like the last two weeks. It's because you got bad play calling on the offense, bad management. Mitch call from, from, you know, the quarterback. I'm talking about you, Brian Tannehill. You, Derek Carr. And you, Patrick Mahomes. You guys try to make this the you guys show. I said, stretching the ball downfield. Chew up some clock. Make those guys work for it. It's like everybody don't want to run the ball. You got Derek Henry. You had Devontae Freeman. You had... Josh Jacobs, you had Jerry McKinney, you had Edward Quiet, Clyde Edwards Alaire. All these guys to stretch the field. You had Mikael Hartman. You had Tariq Hill, who could have did a jet sweep or oh, a wildcat. All these guys gonna stretch the field for the Kansas City Chiefs and all these other teams. And they did not do that. You wanna know who did run the ball? The Cincinnati Bengals ran the ball. 
the Cincinnati Bengals started running the ball, they actually started making a difference. Now, here's the thing where I think everybody got kind of hyped up about, and I'm going to also say this as well because it's giving me time to bring it up. Last, the last, I would say last week, two weeks ago when the divisional round happened when the Bills lost against the, the Chiefs in overtime because the Chiefs drove down the field and got a touchdown. Everybody was saying that, you know, the Bills should have had a chance of going on offense. But I'm going to say why they say that. Because in college, like I said, I think I said it also in the divisional round, both teams get a shot. Here's the thing. It comes out to defense, to stopping them. It comes out to defense, is stopping them. And guess what happened? Everybody was so happy that the Chiefs got the, got the ball back because they thought they was going to do them the same way. The same way. Oh, we're going to do the, the Bengals the same way we did the Bills. Bills? Bills just had terrible... Defense at that point, they played the worst game of their life. And I'm actually gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, the Bills were demoralized after that 13 second game time field goal drive. I think the Bills gave up, the Bengals didn't give up because the Bengals trying to win. Joe Burrow trying to win. That's the difference. Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals wanted to win this. Now, is the defense all that good on the Bengals? Not that much. Because you kind of let the offense have their way in the first. I guess you made some very good adjustments, but you can't play like that for like half a quarter or like half a half a like, you know, half a game and they expect, oh yeah, I'm gonna come back in the second half. Because like I said before, certain teams will keep that gas pressed and they will keep it up. So they need to do way better than that. So, so you know, the Bengals have advanced for the first time to the Super Bowl in well over 30 years. And I know Bengals fans are happy because it's like, you know, this is their first time in a long time that they went this far. Shoot, I wasn't even alive yet. I wasn't even a thought. Before they, they wanted, they got a chance to, <laughs> they even, Thought about going to the damn Super Bowl. Now, let's go to the NFC. We got the 49ers versus the LA Rams. Where they're at the Rams, but it don't even seem like it. Because the Rams stadium is also crowded with 49ers fans. And they basically can't nobody... Here, nothing. Matthew Stafford had to go, you know, um, as they would say, silent count to get his team marching down the field. Now, first drive, it was they were getting down the field. They were getting some yards. But Matthew Stafford, my guy, you've got to learn to stop forcing passes. You've got to learn to stop forcing passes. The same thing you, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you, you also forced that stupid pass in, in, in overtime. Just because Cooper Cup is your number one target, that does not mean just throw it to him like he's always going to catch it. That was always Big Ben's problem when he threw to Antonio Brown. You know, you Antonio Brown may get the yards, he may get the touchdowns, but he's also going to end up getting you some interception because you're forcing it to him. Don't force it if he ain't got to force it. Sometimes you would just sit here and be like, nah, that's not, that's not a good idea. It's not a good look to uh, hit you with that one that time. 
We gonna get you next time. That that's what you need to do. That's what we need to start doing, you know, on offense because they went all the way down the field inside the five yard line just to turn the ball over. And thankfully, I don't think the Forty Nine's got any points because of that. Sorry, I'm trying to like deal with something at the same time. Ooh, no. Yep, took care of that. But the 49ers didn't really do nothing with that with that anyway. But you know, they eventually was able to get down the field as well and get a touchdown. I mean, both teams ended up doing it, but Rams, you have got to get points when you can get points. This means receivers need to catch the ball. Because basically, that opening drive should have ended, ended with a touchdown. That's seven. That receiver who dropped that pass, bro, that's a wide open pass. You had that. That's a touchdown. Also, you know, Matt Gay, you gotta learn to make them damn field goals, dude. That's under 50 yards, bro. That, that's no excuse. At this point, 50 yards is basically damn near an easy field goal for most kicker, or it should be. But you got you've missed like basically two field goals in like in like two, damn near two weeks, bro. It's like twice now. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that they're gonna they're gonna probably look for another kicker next year, but if there's another better kicker, they're probably gonna look to get another better kicker. And I bet you they mess they missing Greg Zerline now. Because Greg Zerline would be making them kicks. Yes, he had the game winner last the last week in the divisional round against the Bucks, but I don't care, bro. He he's missing easy kicks. Was not contested. Not a big look like a bad snap. He's just not making them certain kicks. Another one. They try to go for it on fourth, on fourth down, trying to get that yard. First of all, Matthew Stafford ain't always gonna get them damn. It's not always going to get that damn, you know, push. If it was me, I would have at least tried to, like, force it to stretch them, stretch them out, like probably did what, what Brady did to them last week. Fake it, dump it off. Fake it, dump it off. Boom. Now you got a first down. Or let the ball go. But turn the ball over on downs is not a good idea. And let me say this again. Sean McVay, you, I like you as a coach, my guy. You got all that talent on your team, bro. Offense and defensively. But you playing, he's kind of playing, as I would say, sloppy. Basically slopping coaching job. He's basically made it through the skin of his teeth. Because basically, he should have been put out last week. He should have been put out last week. And I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with y'all when I say that. He should have been put out last week. It should be Bucks versus versus uh you know the 49ers. And the Bucks probably would have went off to the play, damn Super Bowl again. I'm just keeping it a stack when I say it. Because you are trying to force the ball down the field. Basically, you should have blew out the 49ers. And you just heard me just say it. That was 17 points that, you know, they ended up missing. 17. 
So the score should have been basically 37 to, what was it, 37 to 17? Because the, the, the 49ers were not really getting down the field except for like two, for like two drives. One stalled out, got a field goal. And I think those two touchdowns were basically thanks to, you know, Debo Samuel. I think, really, 49ers, you guys are a one-trick pony that has gotten way too far. Your offense ain't all that good. And I'm not going to blame just Jimmy G on that one. That's Kyle Shanahan's fault. Everybody says it. I'm not going to put that just on Jimmy G because that's just not Jimmy G's fault. Because I'm going to be real on that one. Jimmy G is a good, decent quarterback. He's like a, a, a Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins took took the Vikings to a lot further than they probably would have went. Even though they ended up getting mollywhopped, I think, by the Eagles. But the, the the team just does not have all the pieces it needs. You got a Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and that's really your all. And George George Kittle, who was basically a non-factor until he got that one touchdown. George Kittle and Debo Samuel showed up with Jimmy G on offense, and Robbie Gould. Those are the only four people who showed up on the 49ers offense. Everybody else basically was just sitting there. Yeah, the offensive line held up good enough, but it's just basically because they were dropping seven back because they had to keep an eye on Debo. And thankfully, Debo, you, you took that hit and you was there to get up because I'm telling you, if you was out for concussion, the 49ers was about to get their ass whooped bad because you took out basically half of Jimmy, Jane, Jimmy Garoppolo's hand. That's just me being real on it. You would have took what happened to him because George Kittle wasn't getting nowhere. I think he got basically maybe two, two, three catches. Let, let's go. Let's go check these results real quick. Let me go back and check the results real quick. Let me check the results real quick. Let's go back to it. Let us go. Let me go back into it because I don't really remember off the top of my head. So, George Kittle, yep, I was right. Only two catches for under 30 yards. Everybody else, you had the other guys, you know, Brandon Ayuk and I guess E. Mitchell and Debo Samuel. Those guys all got 50 yards. But the rushing attack, my God. Only 50 yards. That's what the 49ers were dealt with. Now, I'm going to give this one up to the Rams defense. You held them on the rushing attack. Because I'm telling you, if the rushing attack was able to, to develop as well, if it was able to develop as well, oh, y'all might have lost this game. But it's also because they were keeping them, backing them up. Sometimes on penalties. Sometimes not catching the ball. You know, getting tackled for losses. Basically, some plays, the 49ers were shooting themselves in the foot. 
and now some were Jimmy G's fault because he should also have an idea of where the play clock's at. But it's also like I said, that mixed environment with the, the stadium is so loud, it kind of throws you off a little bit. And I'm gonna say it like this: it does not help. It does not help when you you're, you're basically your offense ain't all that good because that line was getting pushed. And eventually, they were coming. They got three hits on Jimmy G. So, basically, they were keeping the defensive line of Leonard Floyd. I think number 91, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller in check for so long. But that's really because they were not really blitzing. Like I said, they were, they were throwing for dropping seven. So, when that happens, when they're dropping four and running seven, basically... You, you basically you gotta worry about who's gonna come up in and make those those key plays. Mind you, Ramsey, you gotta make that catch, bro. I know you mad at yourself, but so you already know. But that's a pick six going the other way, and that helps your team out right there. Tarf, my man's. That's not really your fault. I'm, I actually looked at it again when you try to make that interception, my dude. But that's a hard play to make because you was going backwards. Still, when you try to, because if you actually look at him again, he's almost going backwards. So he's trying to basically make the catch, and he was not going to make that catch. His footing was off. If he had had his footing right, he would have made that catch. He would have made that catch, and that would probably sealed the fate for the Rams. Also, Kyle Shanahan, you you fucking stupid. You've been fucking stupid since since the Falcons Super Bowl disaster. Everybody has said that. I damn near forgot that he was, you know, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. And then the 49ers, for some stupid reason, gave him the head coaching job. And guess what he did? The same thing he did for the Falcons at the Super Bowl. He did to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And he did it again in the fucking championship game again. Because he don't know how to play fucking football. Well, excuse me, he can't play it. He can't coach football. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. The Rams... Gave up all their timeouts. Their timeouts were done in the third quarter, if I remember. You have seven minutes, about less than seven minutes in the fourth quarter. It's the first down. You throw three passes. And then you try to fake it to get the first down. And then you get a delay a game. Back to your four and six. The Chisels done said it best. They did not take off 30 seconds off the clock. If that was me, I would at least taken off at least a few minutes to force the Rams to go down the field and score. Make them hurry up. You didn't do that. That's basically what happened, man. That that's just me. This is just me, man. If, if Connor Shanahan does not get his act together, I know that Jimmy G is going after this year. But if Kyle Shanahan does not get his act together, even though he's had, I would probably say, winning seasons there, they're going to look for another head coach. They're going to do him exactly how they did Brian Flores. And I'm going to talk about him in a second. Because you're not getting the results you need. Because really, that was some bold head playing right there. You got all that talent to basically you would have knocked the Rams off and would have been able to go into 
the Super Bowl this upcoming weekend. But hell, if they had went, shoot, they would have lost the game anyway. Hell, man, three in a row they would have lost. You don't understand why I say three in a row. Um, not just to the Chiefs, because the Rams, not, not the Rams, the 49ers went years ago back in 2013 when they faced off against the Ravens, got their ass blown the fuck out. I always remember that because I went to the bathroom, came back at halftime, right at kickoff, and I said, that boy about to run that back. Jacoby Jones, 100 and, I think it was 101 yards for a kickoff return. I don't know what that sound was. That's what I get for I don't know what that sound was. I was just trying to drink some damn juice. I don't know what that was. But that's exactly what happened, man. That's exactly what happened. These guys really shot themselves in the foot. And the Rams were making some really risky decisions. Mostly via coaching. So like I said, Sean McVay, you can't do that shit next week at the Super Bowl. Because your last Super Bowl, you got outcoached by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Which, I already said it. Jared Goff was not that dude. And anybody would have said this. Even if the Chiefs had won that game against the Patriots, the Patriots would have still beaten. I mean, I'm not. Whatever team came out that AFC championship was going to beat the Rams. Because Sean McVay did not have the personnel at, at, at the helm that he needed. Because like I said, Jared Goff was never that dude. He was never that dude. He was he had, he was too scary. And Todd Gurley was kind of running kind of soft. He was running soft like he was still hurt. So they had to let him go. That's why they didn't pick him back up. It's like, why would, why would I keep a player that's not trying their best? That's not trying their best. Doesn't make any sense. And so... They let him go. They traded away Jared Goff to the, to the Detroit Lions, and they gave away a lot of picks. So this is why I'm going to say this. For the Super Bowl, both of these teams, it's their time to shine. It's one of them things where you didn't really want these kind of Cinderella stories for these players to happen. I think that's why a lot of people wanted the Bengals to lose because, like, damn, you ain't been here in 30 years. And if you win... It's good for you, but it's also bad for the Rams because the Rams were all talking about the legacy of Aaron Donald, uh, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey. You're probably wondering why I'm mentioning these guys because, you know, you don't want to be known as that player. Oh, yeah, they were good, but they ain't never get a ring. Odell Beckham finally making a comeback out of that shadow of many years ago where people were saying he just washed up and he can't perform no more. And people now starting looking at it. Like Matthew Stafford had to sit for all of them years in Detroit to finally get his shot at the Super Bowl. And so now it's just like, whoever wins this deserves to win. But it's going to hurt for the loser because you don't know if, if it's going to be another chance. For me and so many others, we want the Rams to win. But we've seen the resiliency of the Bengals. So it's harder to say the oh, Rams are going to mollywop them because everyone said the same thing about the Raiders. 
We saw how that went. They said the same thing about the Titans. We saw how that went. Shoot, the former runner-up for the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl. We saw how that went. If the Rams do not come to play 60 minutes of football and then some, they're going to lose. Because the Bucks game, they turned over four times, fumbling the ball. This this week, they were making bonehead decisions. Not making the plays they needed to make to get and put points on, on the board. To make the other team have to drive down the field. You're doing your, your defense a disservice. And the Bengals, you can't keep playing this come-behind victory thing because that's not always going to work. Because when somebody stops you and you can't you can't get down the field because now you're down 20-something points, what are you going to do? Because that's exactly what happened to the Bucks. The Bucks just happened to tie the game. The problem was that defense was tired because they was going, they had to keep going down the field. Yeah, you got down the field and got the points, but they had to get back out there and they just marched the ball down the field again little by little. Who's gonna win this game is gonna be to, to, to be determined who is able to run the damn football. If you are able to get over a hundred yards or close to a hundred yards running the football between Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, if these two don't have over 50 yards, the Rams are gonna lose. If Joe Mixon don't get over 100 yards, they're going to lose. If Jamar Chase is held in check, if Cooper Cup is held in check, those teams are going to lose. Defense is going to win this Super Bowl next Sunday. I'm telling you that. Because whoever has time of possession is actually able to get to the opposing sides, other side of the field, inside the 30, is really going to be able to show. Because the thing is, the Bengals are good, but the Bengals have splash plays. When I say splash plays, I'm seeing it as a play that's like in the air and it's getting them 15, over 15, 20 yards. That's when I say splash play. Not them 30-yard, 20-yard passes. They rely on the splash plays a lot. The Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You shut that down, you might beat the Bengals. Now, the Rams are, I don't know about Tyler Higby, if he's going to be able to make it back. But that backup tight end balled out. He made first downs when he needed to make four first downs. So it's also showing that Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham is not your only targets. But them other guys have got to step up and catch the damn ball. When you get a shot to catch that ball, you need to catch that ball. But, you know, that's all I really got to say about it. Because at this point, whoever wins deserves it. Because both these teams do deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They earned it. They played 60 minutes of football and then some. So that's all I got to say. Um, and Brian, Brian Flores. If you did not know, Brian Flores was a former Dolphins coach who was fired. He didn't really have too many losing seasons, but he has missed the playoffs these past few years because of, um, you know, other teams just having to beat him out. Brian Flores is suing 
a couple teams, the Dolphins, the Jets, nope, not the Jets, the Giants, and the Broncos basically saying that, you know, they did him wrong. And, you know, that he's not getting a fair shot. I, know, I think the Chiefs offensive coordinator was trying to get a shot, but the same thing as what happened with Bill O'Brien. You did not show up when you needed to show up in this game. So it's like, ah, I'm not going to hire you because maybe if you guys had won, maybe, but you didn't. So it's going to be a no for me, dog. It has Randy Jackson from uh, American Idol would always say. But, you know, like I said, we don't really know what's going to happen. All I know is it's Jimmy G's last at as a 49er. I don't know where he's going to go. I think basically the Packers are trying to basically try to do the same thing that the Seahawks. They're trying to keep their respective, um, you know, quarterbacks there, trying to see if they can work something out to keep them there. But we don't really know because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers still wants to be a Packer or not. It's a it's a really big toss up. <clears throat> I know, like I think the Raiders and the Giants now have new head coaches. Um, so. And oh yeah, and the Jaguars—they have Doug Peterson, and I think Doug Peterson will be a very good fit for you know a young Trevor Lawrence who struggled this year with you know Urban Myers. And so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens, um, in uh, the off season. But we'll see about that uh, at a later time. So, like always, like and share the content. Pray your five stars wherever you view it. Um, make sure to follow me. That way you do know when I do drop my episodes. Because, you know, I do go on my little stints where I, I don't drop episodes every now and again. But I'm going to try to drop this other episode at a, at a later time when I get time to record it. So be on the lookout for that. But until then, I'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Ross, easy, play that beat.